right, are we going? Oh, we're going. Wonderful. Hello, my name is Leonard Angelo. Uh, I have been uh, recording uh, audio uh, journaling for a while, uh, and I'm trying to get back in the swing of it. Uh, and at a cer- certain point in the pace, I had a lot of topics to go on, and I would write notes to myself, like, oh, here's a topic you should cover next time you feel like you hit record, so you're not just running your friggin' mouth all the time. Uh, okay, so, and, 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 you know, in, in getting out of practice with that, at some point I would check in with the audio channel, and all of a sudden I'd be like, I don't know what I'm talking about, and I, I'm not even sure if I already talked about this. Here's the great thing about it, who cares? Nobody cares, nobody's even listening. So listen, man, lighten up, bro, you know, keep it Keep it cool, bro. Uh, you want to run your mouth? Go ahead. Nobody cares. Uh, I'm a little exhausted today, and I thought I'd talk about that, even though that is a topic of mine that comes up over and over again. I'm a broken record. I've been exhausted before, and I'll be exhausted again. So why is it interesting? Well, the reasons I'm exhausted. I want to talk about that a little bit. Uh, or because of overcommitting, uh, I volunteer with an organization. I don't want to call out the organization, but it is a charity of sorts, and it involves ecology. Uh, a while ago, an old connection of mine, knowing that I volunteer with this charity, set up a um, uh, decided to do something nice. And went out on a limb at, at his place of business, which is a large corporation that is very well known. Uh, and asked that corporation if he could host an art show to raise money for this charity that I volunteer with. Very kind. And obviously corporations have a lot more uh, raw material at their disposal. And, uh, and monetary uh, 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 resources at their disposal that the uh, common men do not have, uh, our charities include. So if, you, if you're part of any kind of uh, volunteering or organization that basically exists because of volunteers and donations and whatnot, pardon me, uh, you understand how hard it is for them to raise money. And usually the raising money and the publicity have got to go hand in hand because they ain't got enough money. They don't look, they don't have 10 cents to rub together to get a cheese plate to host a bunch of rich assholes walking around and drinking sipping wine or whatever. They, they don't have time for that. They don't have money for that. Nobody's got resources for that. Especially an uh, organization that subsists on, uh, on charity. So the fact that a, that a friend or a contact would, uh, would go out on a limb because of just kindness and organize something like this, using, using the, uh, uh, the corporation he worked for as, a, as his... Uh, I'm too tired, <laughs> too tired to complete my thoughts. Using the organization that he works for as a platform, using their resources to raise money for this charity is amazing. I mean, it is a gift, a uh, huge gift. So it's an odd event 
which is right up my alley, in the alley of context that I have, and, and the friends of mine have, so it, it made it a little bit simpler, uh, it made it, it, make, it makes sense when you're uh, trying to get somebody to raise money that you go with their strengths, because their network will probably, uh, be in line with those strengths, I'm too tired for this. Here's the deal. I got a full load at my college. I am going to college. I got a full load of work uh, in that program. The graduate school is difficult. And I know what you're thinking. You're an artist. Who cares? I stop thinking that. It's hard to be an artist. It's a lot of work. Okay? It, well, hard is relative, but uh, 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 in terms of, like, the workload, it's a lot of work. It takes a long time to make even one art piece, you know, unless your style is a certain way or whatever. Takes everybody a long time. There's a lot of thought. There's thought that goes into it. I can't stop yawning. There's a lot of thought that goes into it. A lot of energy. A lot of mental energy. A lot of emotional energy. And the combination of the two is creative energy. Ah, oh, creative energy comes from where? I don't know. But it is a well of it inside of you. And you can dip you can dip a ladle or two into that well. And, and drink the cool water there, but it runs out. The well will run dry. You got to give it time for the firmaments to, to fill up that well again, you know, for the, for the ice, melting ice to, to flow all the way through all the rocks. Just to get into that well takes a long time. You can't just keep drinking from that well, guzzling it like it's a super big gulp. They have super big opes anymore. Let me tell you a little story about when I was a young man. I was addicted to soda. And I mentioned on the last recording that I had, uh, or maybe the one before, that I had begun to drink soda again, which is bad. Oh, it's bad news. But I was addicted to Dr. Pepper. I love Dr. Pepper so much. Now, I have had a Dr. Pepper in the, in the years since, in the 20, 30 years since I was drinking like this. Uh, and they're not good. They taste awful. To quote uh, Berkeley Brethren, uh, the, the creator of Bloom County, uh, I believe it is, uh, uh, it was about the Coke and Pepsi challenge, a dated reference, but, you know, so was Bloom County. Uh, I think it was like they were, they were doing blind taste tests, and the person said, it's a toss-up. They both taste like malted battery acid. Oh, that's Dr. Pepper for you. Malted battery acid. Jiminy, I'm tired. So, uh, when I was a boy, for whatever reason, I didn't enjoy drinking out of cans. I liked a fountain drink. And I still like a fountain beverage. Isn't that weird? I will go for the draft beer over the bottled beer, even though they're the same. But I don't know. I was something about it being in a glass, and you feel the glass on your hand, and it's, you, get to, you get a full nose full of it. I like that, and I liked it with, with soda too. I was fond of the super big gulp. Now, for those of you who ain't familiar with the super big gulp, it's basically a small drink at any uh, uh, establishment now. But in the back in the day, this was a huge beverage. 
This is 32 ounces of pure uh, malted battery acid with all the ice you can fit in the cup, which is a waste, by the way. You shouldn't put ice in your cup. If you're paying for the cup, fill it with ice. What are you doing, moron? There ain't no refills at 7-Eleven either. So, uh, and this is before restaurants would give you a refill. Oh, man, back in the day, listen to this. You couldn't get a refill of your drink. But nobody would do that. There were no no refills of any kind back in the day. There was no such thing as that. If you if you went back to 1982 and you walked up to the counter at a McDonald's with your with your uh, cup, and by the way, those cups would disintegrate from the bottom back in the day because they were made of wax. This is before plastic. They were made of wax. It's like those. I don't know, it was like waxed paper, and they folded into a cone, and they'd fill it with liquid. It lasted five minutes. If you were to take that bag up to the counter and be like, "Can I have some more?" It would be just like a, 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 a the, the freaking uh, the Dickens thing, the, the, the uh, David Copperfield or some shit. What is that? No, the one with the no, not that one. Not David Copperfield. Not Taylor Two Cities. Not Great Expectations. Not a Christmas Carol. Not. Oliver Twist. It'd be just like in Oliver Twist when he goes up to the to the to the guy and asks for more food, for more gruel. They would look at you and say, "Moa, wait a minute, you want more? This gave you a whole medium cola. A medium cola is more cola than anybody should drink in their lifetime. And I just gave you a medium cola." too tired, you guys. Our YouTube audience, you guys, I'm too tired. You can't have more. <laughs> it's like George W. Bush. Uh, don't worry about it. The point is, uh, you won't get fooled again. Okay. This art show is happening. It's a charity art show. So part of the, uh, the deal was getting people to donate art to the event that will be hung in the show. It's a one night only. It's called Cash and Carry. That means you take, basically, usually if you buy artwork at a gallery, it sits there until the show comes down, which can be months, weeks or months. Uh, and it, this one's one night only. So when you buy it, you take it home means the, the goal at the end of the evening is bare walls. The show disassembles itself. So, got to get artists in the show. Got to get them to donate because they're not going to make any money on this. So they're making an art donation. Here's the funny thing about charity events, fundraisers. You could just as easily give $50 to the charity of your choice. You don't have to, to, to put on a tux and go sit and have a terrible dinner and then and then bid on auction items. You you could just give them a hundred dollars or whatever and, and avoid all of that. But for some reason people like charity events. It's nice. It's community involved. It's a big it gets people out of out of doors, as they say, uh, mingling, uh, interacting, having a chat, a chit and a chat. And perhaps, I don't know, perhaps learning a little about themselves and others in the process. It's an interesting thing. Okay, so it's important to know that stuff. 
And this event not only brings awareness to the to the charity, but also brings awareness to your community writ large, etc., etc. Okay. I just got back from it, uh, participating in the hanging of a show. Uh, not a hanging, but but hanging. Uh, we don't do hangings anymore in the United States uh, since the 1940s, I believe. Uh, but uh, but uh, thankfully, we do a hanging hangings of, of art. Hanging a show is tough work. Man. You got to put here's all the steps. You got to get all the art unwrapped. You got to take inventory. You got to lay it all out on the wall, on the side of the. Basically, you lean it up against the corner of each wall that you have to work with, and you're like, "What looks good here? What's the rhythm? What's the balance? How much space in between them? You got to do a little math, do a little calculation, find the center of the wall, mark the center of the wall, mark the center of the eye level, level all the pieces, get the nails in the back in the right spot. That's the hardest freaking part of all. If you're staggering pieces, you got to get them aligned with each other vertically, horizontally, or do a diagonal, or, or have a nice sort of uh, a free flow look that isn't free flow at all. It's actually very measured out. It's very complicated. It takes a long time. I've been doing that all morning. It's 2 o'clock. But now I'm heading back to school because I got a meeting with my faculty advisor about uh, 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 my progress in the program so far. And the funniest thing about that is I'm going to go there with nothing because I've been busy with this show. Now, other people are volunteering to help with this show are doing a lot more than me because I was overextended. And I think that was the topic I wanted to talk about first. It was overextending a oneself. Uh, which is, a, is something that I've brought up many a time because it's something I experience over and over again is the creative. How do we find a way to uh, do our best work while uh, maintaining a standard of living that is, is, is uh, sufficient and, and sustainable, while also achieving all of our dreams that we've ever had, and, and then thinking of new dreams and achieving those too, and while in addition to that, taking on any new opportunity that comes your way, because you can't throw away an opportunity, and in addition to that, much like hanging the show, there's a lot to think about. Perhaps giving back to the community is another thing that you should consider. And all of that adds up to a lot of things. And it becomes very hard to maintain a lifestyle that's healthy when there's a lot of things. Like last night, I had school until uh, 10 o'clock. And at 10 o'clock, I had to go to a show that was uh, uh, basically a gathering that was a networking thing that I needed to do because I'm trying to make connections and friends in school just like I did the first time. And then after that, I got to go home and go and, 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 and hang with my bubby and, and give him a little bit of love before we go to bed, and he's up too late already. And after that, I got to get some sleep. And after that, I got to get up at, I think I got up at 5.30 this morning. I hit the alarm, the, the snooze on at 5, and I had to get up at 5.30 because I had just finished the painting that I was putting in this charity show last night. And as I just mentioned, I didn't get home until after midnight. So that painting's, you know, it's in a portfolio in my car, and it's unframed, and I had to get it framed and matted and ready for the show. 
framing and matting can take upwards of an hour if you're trying to do a certain kind of thing, which I was. And, you know, with framing and matting, it always goes wrong. There's always something that goes wrong. Worst thing that could go wrong is you break the glass. Oh, you think that won't happen? It happens. It's happened to me twice. Usually after I've done all the other work. It's not when you're taking the frame apart that the glass breaks. That would be ideal because then you, then you just be like, I screwed this whole thing. No, 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 no. It's after you've spent an hour cutting the mat and making sure it's all flush and mounting your work and all of that stuff. And it's ready to go in the frame. That's usually when the frame cracks. You want to know what's to blame? Is these little metal tabs that machine frames have in them. Those things are called uh, glazing points. And glazing points that they used to put in the uh, uh, windows in the olden days. It's called glazing uh, it's funny that I know this, so I'm going to pass it along. It's important information. It's called the glazing because in the old days you would put the glass in an open, uh, sort of an open wooden frame of the window. That frame had little pieces of wood or, or little metal, metal triangles that you would sort of gently hammer in around the glass to hold it in place. Then there was usually a piece of wood that went on top of that to, to cover up the little triangles. And then, in order to weatherproof it, you had to apply a, uh, basically a working a paste, uh, a weatherproofing paste, similar to cork, but they didn't have cork in the old days. You heard me right, I said cork. You'd have to apply the cork into the cracks. Where the uh, the glazing points are, and that would seal the weather out. Because otherwise, you have drifts and all that. So you get an old house someday. Not only you're gonna have to deal with asbestos and horsehair in the walls, and your uh, uh, and and your uh, electrical wiring wrapped with uh, uh, cotton fabric, which is genius. That's been soaked in oily rags. Uh, you're not only going to have to deal with that. By the way, in the old days, they used to take paint soak rags and shove them in the wall. Like, that's not a problem. That's insulation. you got to get rid of them somehow. Don't worry about the fuel. It'll subside. You'll get used to it. Be used to the headaches, still. Um, yeah, those little points. It, it, it was called glazing because the glaze was the... Uh, Okay, very tired. Anyway, I'm overextended. I'm having a hard time catching up. Uh, still very happy, and, and, and the, the fact that I got a piece in this show. A new piece, uh, started and finished, on deadline, barely, but on deadline. Up at 6 in the morning, or 5.30 in the morning, I to, to frame this thing. Got it framed. Went, help and hang the sh went to help and hang the show. There you go. So I, I did a lot of things today and last night and this week. This week's been friggin' rough. I'm not going to go into it, but I had like several projects due this week. Got a lot of meetings, uh, all of the above. And all of the above is never a strategy I enjoy very much. I don't like all of the above. I like choose one. I don't even like when it's multiple choice. And they're like, there may be more than one correct answer. No, thank you. Then don't make it multiple choice. Make it a right answer. Maybe more than one answer. By the way, when it's more than one answer that's correct, it's usually all of them. 
all of them but one, which is tricky. And they usually word it in a tricky and awful way. <clears throat> it's Halloween today. I just noticed because I just saw a skanky cat. You only see skanky cat on Halloween. Listen, ladies. I don't want to mansplain to you, okay? But I just got to say this. Skanky Cat ain't a good look for you. I'm sorry. I, I want you to get more respect than that. How about just cat? You know? Well, listen, nobody gets any respect on Halloween anyway. It's ridiculous. You ever, I used to think about this. We used to do this thing for work where you have to dress up and everybody was like kind of pressured and peer pressured into it. And I hate it. Because usually they want to do a group costume, right? You suppose anybody ever got laid off or fired on Halloween? Not for the costume. That would be a whole other thing I'm talking about. I'm, I just mean laid off or fired on Halloween. Isn't that awful? Think about how awful that would be. Let's say you dress this like Popeye the Sailor Man or something. You already look like an idiot. Because you came to work dressed up like something from the golden age of cartoons or whatever. Whatever you, I don't know, whatever the, the contemporary costume du jour is. Let's say you want to come as like, I don't know. I, don't hate Something. One of the Avengers. Okay, you come as Thor, the mighty Thor, and you got your big beard gun shoved into that tunic that he wears and the armor and all of that. And you, you like have a big golden wig on and you're carrying around a giant foam hammer all day. Uh, you're, and by the way, you're an accountant. Uh, interesting. And, or you, you work in like some kind of like, the, the, you know, admin. Yeah, so anything, anything non-interesting. Sorry, accountants and admin. Can you imagine that? And then your boss comes, calls you into the HR person's there and you're in a close room meeting with your boss in HR and you're like, ah, oh, this ain't good. And look at me, I go, like, I got side boob from sitting here dressed as the mighty Thor. <laughs> and they gotta tell you that your position's been eliminated or whatever you're wearing a you're wearing a wig and you got your big foam hammer in your lap. Can you imagine that? That's humiliating. Anyways, hard enough to get respect on Halloween because you look like an idiot. But you don't have to make it a skanky version of the thing. You're gonna get even less respect. In the wrong kind of attention. I'm not saying you can't dress however you want. I'm saying just don't dress like that. Skanky cat. Alright, maybe at a private party it's fine. I don't know. But I'm, I'm here on campus. I'm coming to school. People who dressed as a skanky cat. They're going to have to go into a lecture hall with their professors looking around. I just don't like it. It ain't a good scene, man. I don't think that's cool. There'll be some guy doing the equivalent of that. He's going to be like, hey, I'm a surfer, bro. And he's got his shirt off and he's wearing, you know, deck shorts or whatever it is. I talk too much already. I'm so tired, man. Uh, starting tomorrow, I'm going to be participating in something called Art Sound Off. 
Well, let's sound off as I will, uh, I'll probably do a whole, well, I'm, I'm going to do something tomorrow, and I'll try not to make them this long, because when I get rambly, it is not pretty. But anyway, I'm going to be participating in a sound off, and I'm excited about it, and I just wanted to say that I, yeah, I took a year off, I will go into all this tomorrow, I think, I should save this for the... I'm a little nervous about Art Sound Off because it's the publicly, it's the publicly uh, uh, accessible version of what I do on this uh, on this uh, thing I've gotten into doing these audio journals, and I, and my Art Sound Off, as I'll say tomorrow, is is responsible for me starting to do this in the first place. But I continue to do it under the uh, assumption that nobody's listening. And I like that, actually. I like that quite a bit. Uh, it's freeing. I don't have to worry about whether or not I... Uh, I do worry about it anyway, but, it, but it's only... It's kind of like sitting in and talking to yourself. It's fine. Right? Or talking to my bird. My bird doesn't judge me. Sometimes he actually tells me to shut up and go to sleep. I'm not joking. He will tell me to shut up and go to sleep. Um, he has his way of saying it. It's not English, but he tells me, listen, I got to get some sleep is what he says. So can we continue this tomorrow when I'm in better spirits? And I say, of course, little buddy, you, you rest your little spirit tonight. I appreciate you. I give him a little kiss on his little head, send him to bed. <laughs> I went off the rails. Uh, odd sound off is a, is a 30 day challenge. Uh, I feel like it's too much for me to take on right now. But the month of November is an important one for me. And I think it's actually a good exercise for me to get back on into the habit of doing these recordings. Because I found them helpful, which I will co talk about more tomorrow. Um, but anyway, what sound off. Uh, uh, I don't remember why I was bringing that up. Something I'm, I'm looking forward to and a little bit uh, anxious about. To be honest, finding the time. But I'm going to keep them short because that is the way that Jersey and Rob have suggested we do it. And I think that's good advice. Keep them short. Something I didn't do today. Okay. Well, uh, that's enough of that. Uh, a little overextended today. Okay. Um, all right. I got a meeting to get to. This is Lenny D'Angelo. <laughs>